Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joseph, and you are joining me and JC Movement with our weekly podcast called The Journey. The Journey is developed for modern-day people who may not ever make it inside the church walls or the temples, but for some reason want a deeper understanding or are curious about the teachings and the wisdoms wisdom of God. And I'm just here to break it down so it is understandable for you to take in and to um, just get it. If you have any questions, you can definitely submit them at jcmovement.org. And I'll be glad to check out your questions. Please share and like this podcast and delve into our topic today as we go into the journey. All right. What is up, everybody? I hope you guys are having a great day, great week, wherever you are when you found this podcast. Um, I just hope your day is going awesome. Um, Today's podcast, we are diving into the fact of life of that on this journey. I need strength for this. I need strength for this journey. I need strength for everything that is ahead of me right now. I need strength to wake up. I need strength to keep going. And that's what we're talking about today on today's uh, podcast of the journey. So if you're a person like me, there are some something big in your life that you are either dealing with or there's something you're trying to accomplish or there's something that you are trying to achieve or you have goals. And it is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you that sometimes you probably don't have enough money for it. You don't have enough energy for it. You don't have enough resource for it. But it's something that is deep down inside of you that you know that you have to do, that you must do, and that you have to accomplish it, and you're trying your hardest and your best to make it happen. The crazy thing is, is when we first start, we have a ton of energy, but once it gets going in the process, we start to feel drained, our energy goes down, and it gets kind of difficult sometimes for us to finish whatever this great task is. We'll start off on a great foot, a great foot running, brainstorming, ideas, inputting, keep it going. We may have a plan put in place. We may not have a plan put in place. And we hit the ground running. But in the midst of it, there are things that happen in the process that causes us to get drained of our energy. And this could be maybe stress, maybe not seeing the work, Maybe not seeing it work out the way you had it working out in your mind. Things are starting to lay out or play out that way. There could be a lack of support. There could be a lack of commitment from other people. Having to be strong and pour out into others when there's nothing being poured out into you. And there's actually no one there to support what it is you're trying to do or believe in it. And sometimes those type of things can really drain us from our task of what we're trying to do where we just seem like I've really, um, I've lost all my strength. At the end of the day, the job or the assignment, it still has to be fulfilled or completed because it has to happen. This has to happen. And I am the only one, you are the only one that can make it happen. As we look in our scripture today, this is the same thing that Jesus Christ experienced when he was dealing in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Now, for anybody, either whether this podcast is open up, if you're not a believer, if you are a believer, we're just really studying scripture and life of, of God and of Christ. Um, on this task, Jesus Christ, he was going um, in the stories. There was a certain task that he had to do, which was going and dying for the entire wrongs of the whole world. And he had a lot that he had to do. And one of the big things that he had to do was actually to die. It was to be killed. He had to spread his new mission on top of spreading his new mission. He had to train people. He had to train people's heart. He had to heal a couple of people. And then the final thing that he had to do was um, he had to give up his life because it was the sacrifice that was needed in order to fulfill the last part of um, his journey, his mission. We're going to be coming today from Luke 22:41-45, and Luke was a physician. He was a doctor. He worked along Paul, and he was able to get a lot of history of these stories. And this is what he was able to pull from. All right, in Luke 22, verse 41:45, and I'm coming from the Living Bible. It's a translation that really helps me understand the Bible a little bit more. It says, "He walked away, perhaps a stone's throw. He knelt down and prayed this prayer." Father, if you're willing, please take away this cup of horror from me. But I want your will, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. For he was in such agony of spirit that he broke into a sweat of blood. With great drops falling to the ground, as he prayed more and more earnestly, At last, he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep and exhausted with grief. All right. Before we delve into this, I want to pull this up in the message version because I want you guys to see the metaphors and similes of how the writers of this time actually wrote it and what it, in its day to day of today, what it should really sound like. So, In the message version, it says he pulled away from them about a stone's throw. So basically, if I was to throw a stone, that's probably how far Jesus walked away from the disciples. He knelt down and prayed. He said, Father, remove this cup from me. In the Living Bible, it says this cup of horror. That means this is something scary. This is something that I'm having to face, what I'm having to go through. But please, not what I want. What do you want? At once an angel from heaven was at his side, strengthening him. He prayed on all the harder. Sweat running from him like drops of blood poured off his face. He got up from prayer, went back to his disciples, and found them sleep, drugged of grief. All right. If you are a... Um, Christian or a Bible scholar, you know, we think from the scripture that, you know, Jesus Christ was praying so hard that blood was coming out of his skins. And that's what I've thought for years until I looked at this version and I saw it from something different. When you understand the scripture or the Bibles and how they use similes and metaphors and poetry and different things to write their writing, it was for you to kind of in your mind see exactly how it, it was portrayed or it was gone. So when I'm looking at this, Jesus Christ was, was praying so hard that his sweat that was forming on him was the size of a droplet of blood. 
It was that thick. So it kind of felt like he was praying so hard that um, it's kind of like he was working out the way that he was just yearning and going and going and going because he was in such agony of what he was about to face, what was left for him to do. And he really needed to be strengthened because he was weak for this part of it. All right. So looking at this, Jesus was at a point where he was just about to finish the last step to what he was sent on earth to do. Dude was basically about to die and was starting to feel all of the emotions, the fear and the agony, the pain, what was next what he was facing, what was up the road, what he was about to deal with, because he was about to die. He knew that individuals from from the leadership was about to come. They were about to take him in. They were about to do all that they needed to do because that part had to happen in order for the prophecy to be fulfilled and for Christ to be the living sacrifice for our sins. He knew what was about to go on, so he was feeling all of this. And and honestly, it also shows you how actually real he was because when you think about you and you think about things that you have to accomplish and what you have to do and how you actually feel, and you know, of course, we being humans, we feel the depression. We feel the anxiety. We feel all of these things because we think ahead because we look at our failures or different cases of that nature. So in this moment, this is what Jesus Christ was actually feeling. This is what he was going through. Three things that I want to look at is I want to look at why he was weak. Some we've already touched on. What did he do? Two, what did he do when he was weak? And three, what strengthened him? These are the three things that I want to look at so we can look at how we can apply them in our lives when we're trying to do what we're trying to do in um, our life. All right. So the first thing is, why was he weak? One thing that he said in his prayer, he said, Lord, remove this cup from me, this cup of horror. This cup of horror. When you think about horror, I think about it's fear, it's scary. A metaphor for the word cup in the Bible, it, it, it refers to the fate. If you don't know what fate is, fate is like what's next. What does my life look like? What's about to happen? What is the fate of what's about to happen? In this particular prayer, it symbolizes the pain, the degradation, and the death that would be required of Jesus Christ. In condition of this process of degrading or being degraded, it feels like the trail of human misery and degradation. This is shame. This is humiliation. This is loss of dignity, loss of self-respect, loss of of pride, mortification. This is his indignity, embasement. These are all the things that Jesus Christ was about to go through. And this is what he was feeling. And this is something that why he would pray and say, Lord, if it's your will, like, remove this cup from me. Remove this pain. Remove whatever it is that I'm about to feel or whatever I'm about to go through. I need you to take it away from me. This this process can make you weak. Having to do this, (sighs) not only for yourself, but having to do it for the entire world, it can pull on you. It can make you so weak 
that you don't have strength to keep going. When you think about your cup, your cup could be, nah, it's this career, my job. It's this business that I have to start and get off the feet so I can create generational wealth for my family and not only for my family, but for others. It could actually be your family. Your family could be your cup because you have to be the one that breaks chains and, and breaks generational curses and do things different and build family wealth for the generations to come down. It could be your responsibilities. Your responsibilities could be so tough and so hard, but only you can accomplish it. It could be you finishing school. You trying to move into that place in your life that you may be the only one in your family who's going to this level and achieving doing this in school, actually making a difference in the world. It could be with it could be the cup of you dealing with someone who's actually depending on you. That's a heavy cup. There are a lot of cups out there that I can't even think of right now, but individually listen to this podcast. You know your cup of what you're dealing with. You know your cup of what only you can accomplish and only what you can do because you in your heart, in your mind, you feel like only I can achieve this. Only I can do this because it was given to me to make happen. All right. Something that is so much bigger than you and it can only be achieved by you and accomplished through the process is weighing you down. That's your cup. That's your cup. Those are the things that can drain you and make you tired. It's it's your friends. It's the people depending on you. It's the people actually who's waiting on you just to see if you're going to make it. Are you really going to do it? It's the naysayers. That's our first question. Your second question is, what did he do when he was weak? So when we get to this point where when we're weak, what did what do we do? Let's look at what Christ did. When Jesus felt like this, he went away to pray because he needed to he needed to accomplish what he started and he needed to figure out how he could get strong with what made him weak and he dwelt on the next steps of what would be his journey that he was about to go through. Sometimes we have to take a break from people and things that may be draining us and go away and pray. This is exactly what Christ did. He had to take away. He had to take a break from the disciples for a second. He had to go away so he can learn to just talk, communicate with God, get in a good headspace. And we have to break away from some people sometimes. And one thing that Christ went and did is that he prayed. Prayer. The definition of prayer is just interacting with God, a higher being or a higher power that you can talk to or petition. Or give thanks that is higher than you and submit your request. It's just conversation. So Christ, he went away. He got away a little bit from the disciples. And he decided to pray. And he was praying about how weak he was and knowing the journey that he had to do. Jesus was praying so hard that he was sweating so much that his sweat was the size of drops of blood. Just like we said earlier of him working out. This had to be some intense praying. And if you've ever been in a situation or even to the simple fact of if you're trying to work out, you know how hard that you have to work out to even get those droplets of of sweat in our bodies. He was really going at it, trying to pray this thing away. 
The interesting thing about this was Jesus was making his request. He stopped and said, but don't let it my will be done. Let your will be done. And this is like a big thing because even to the simple fact, Jesus didn't like it. He was feeling some type of way about it. He understood that he had to stop and say, but you gave this to me. You told me to accomplish this. You told me to do it. But I do want you to know that if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. But I don't want you to hear me in this moment of my agony or my pain. I always want your will to be done. Because I understand that in order for the purpose and plan for my life, it's not what I feel or what I think. It's ultimately up to what you want to happen for my life. So, yeah, you hear my complaint, Lord. You hear how I'm feeling. But God, don't let what I want to happen. Let what you want to happen. And that's how we have to look at our problems and how we have to look at our situations. If you feel like God has given you this vision um, for this business, for your family, for um, something that you have to start and you get to that point. I've gotten to that point several times where it's like this is too difficult. It's too hard. I don't even see things moving and working the way that I felt like they should be working. I don't even have the support. And if I don't need to do this, I won't do it. I will walk away from it and leave it right here and just start to be a normal person in a regular life. But at the end of the day, God, if you want me to do it, I want your will to be done. If you don't want me to do it, hey, you know I'm good with that too. But I do want your will to be done at the end of the day. So, so it's the agony, it's the pain and the experience while making it happen that moves us into these places of becoming weak. So, We really have to stop and ask God. While we are talking to him at the end of the day, don't let what what I want to happen, Lord, but let what you want to be happening. And in the midst of that, what we find out and what happens nine times out of ten, even if you look over your life, out of nowhere you get strength. This moves us to our next point of what strengthened him. Once Once Christ went away, an angel appeared out of nowhere. And began to strengthen him. While Jesus Christ was away from his disciples, he took a little break. He went to talk to God and to pray to God and let him know about his requests. Immediately, an angel showed up out of nowhere and started to strengthen him for the next part of the journey that he had to accomplish. And I really want us to tone on that part right now. I feel like in lives, there are different stages that we have to go through. We reach one point and boom, it happened. And it's like, but... It didn't happen like how I felt like it's happened. There's more that has to be done. So then we get to that point. We're upset. We're mad. But once we get to it, if we continue to pray out of nowhere, we're always strengthened. We always get strength to keep going and to keep pushing. And this is just like what happens with Christ. When you take it to God and when you pray, you pray over it over again. And I'm not talking about, you know, you don't have to be one of how you see in churches and over the world where people are praying so heavy and so deep with words that you don't have to talk to. It's, it's a simple conversation when you're just talking and conversing with him and just talking just like you would talk to your 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 homegirls, your homeboys, whatever the case is. That's just how you would be talking to God. Like, I need help. I need strength. And out of nowhere, Angel comes out to strengthen him for the next part of the journey. And he got his strength. An angel 
is generally a supernatural being found in various religions or mythologies. The roles of the angels include protecting and guiding human beings and carrying out tasks on behalf of God. So when Jesus Christ went away and when he prayed to God, the angel came down to strengthen him because there was more that Christ had to do. And today we have the Holy Spirit. And that's the great thing about what Jesus Christ did on the cross, especially if you are a believer, is that because we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is what lives inside of us. It teaches us. It guides us. It strengthens us in times of distress. And it's our comforter. That's when when Jesus Christ was talking to the disciples and he told them, yeah, I got to go away. But the great thing about it is I'm going to send you a comforter. And when you think about what a comforter is, a comforter is someone that when you are like flipping your lid and your mind, it's there to make you strong. It's there to make you feel great about the task. And there are going to be greater works and things that you're going to be able to do because of this comforter that now lives inside of you. So everybody who's listening to this podcast, listening to this message or whatever the case is, if you are a believer in Christ and you allow the Holy Spirit inside of you and you are a normal, we all are normal. I don't want anybody to think we are these magic powers, but because of our belief in Christ and God, there's something that gives us energy and gives us strength in our psychology and our mind that gives us the power to keep pushing and keep going in the times of distress. In times when things get hard, that's the reason why many of you now, you haven't broke. There's nothing that can break you. Yeah, it gets tiresome. Yeah, it gets scary. Yeah, we're over it. But at the end of the day, you're at, you're at the place where you're at right now because you cannot be broken. And you can't be broken because of the Holy Spirit that strengthens you every single time that you cry out to God or you talk to God and you let God know that this is what it is. It's tough. It's hard. And I need you to help me. And something else I really want y'all to understand about this, that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ didn't run to the church. He didn't run to the temple. He didn't run to the people in the pulpit, the pastor or whatever the case is. The person that he ran to was God. God is the one who can help whatever situation that you're going going to. The people that he appoints or these people who have these titles are normal people. The person who I need to go to is God. That's who I go through for help. That's who I go through when I don't understand something. That's who I go to when I'm confused, when on my next steps, when I'm over it. I go to God because God is going to be the one who's going to give me my strength. He's going to give me my guidance. He's going to tell me what it is I should do. I just have to be willing to listen and to keep pushing and not to quit because you are going to want to quit. You're going to want to turn your back. You are going to walk away. But just like that scripture says, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but it's given to the one who continues to endure. And I'm not saying you're in something where you are, someone is hurting your body, someone is taking advantage of you, molesting you or whatever that type of instance is. But I am saying whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is that you're trying to do for the glory of God to move in your life, you got to keep enduring. Don't give up. Keep believing. Keep pushing because it's up to you to make it happen because it will happen. But it's up to you. All right. So what do we need to do when we need strength for something that is so much bigger than us? Man, we have to understand that we are weak. 
and the task of and, and there's a big task that is ahead of us. We have to get away from distractions, from people, from things. Take a break from them and learn to pray. Get in your place where you are talking to God about whatever it is. And you ain't got to be super deep. You can be as simple as possible. Like, Lord, I'm tired. God, I'm tired. All powerful one or whatever it is. Just saying, like, I really just need some help right now. I'm not understanding this. I'm not getting it. I really just need some guidance and some help. Please help me. Give me strength. Get into a place where you are constantly praying and speaking life into your situation over and over and over again. And then the last thing, allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, recognizing that you need God's will to be done and not yours. And before you know it, when you lay down at night, Joy will come in the morning. Joy will come when you get up and you will have strength for the journey because for one, you didn't harbor your feelings. You prayed about it. You took it to God. You asked for joy and you asked for strength. You look up and you're actually living out the next chapter. You can do it. You will do it. You will accomplish it. I personally want to hear about everything that every person who is able to listen to this podcast or this message, what it is that you are accomplishing, what it is that you're doing. So 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, next year from now, we can look back and say that I was here. But man, look what I have been able to do because of the fact that I prayed about it. I got away a little bit. I talked to God, but I allowed that Holy Spirit to, to strengthen me to comfort me, to give me guidance, to teach me. And now I'm doing something that it was so much bigger than me. If you want, we're going to wrap up our, 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 um, our podcast today. If you can, if you want to, you can repeat this message in your heart and your mind, or you can listen. Just believe it as we pray, as we say, thank you, God. Come into our hearts. Help us to turn away from our wrongs. And be all you will have us to be and do in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening to this podcast on I need strength for this. Please share. Please like tell somebody about this podcast who you know needs this little message of encouragement while they're at the gym, while they're in the car, whatever the case is. Let's share it so we can help people move to a higher way of being of people being healed, people will be saved and somehow be set free. I love you. Love harder. Forgive more. It's bigger than us.